I'm Todd. And I'm Rich. And this is Big Screen Boogeyman Season 2, Nightmares, Nightmares on, on Elm Street. Street. To the show where we do a deep dive on each of the installments in the Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy franchise. And this is our sixth episode where we are discussing Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, the 1991 classic from Rachel uh, Uh So this is actually our first film actually on the show that we're doing directed by a woman, which, you know, at least point that out. It's interesting that uh, it took place there. She was someone who had worked on the cast for a long time. And Talk about a glass cliff. Yes. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. What a prize. This film is the Freddy with daddy issues. Yes. Yeah, it is. Lock, drink every time they say daddy. So anyway. That, we are not putting that oh out as God. advice. No, like, no we're not just, I'm just kidding. That's, liable for that. That's not a legal, in, that's not an endorsement. Don't do it. Trust me. It was hard. Uh, we are joined today by our friend Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? I'm okay. You know, you guys made me watch a movie that had Roseanne in it, so a little little angry at you, but I'm okay. <laughs> I do I do think it's one of Roseanne's best parts almost ever, though, if, I, if I'm being honest. But you're right, We and I do apologize for that. You know what this is revenge for. Uh, the list is far too long for me to know. <laughs> uh, so let's um, jump into a couple of the questions that we had. So, Ryan, what's your experience with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise? Yeah, uh, I've seen a couple of them in my lifetime. <laughs> um, like, it's probably been over a decade since I've seen any of them, but okay. I have at least sat through, you know, what I can't, I couldn't tell you which ones they were sure. off the top of my head. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Some of the kills yeah. might stick out to you, but you just don't remember yeah. which movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's no, fair. Like, like I remember uh, at the very, so at the very end of this movie in the credits, it was going through kills and stuff from previous movies. And there was some of that that I was like, ah, I, I remember seeing that. Right. Consequently, right. that montage is better than this entire film. It really is. I like yeah. <laughs> it really is, which actually brings us to this kind of like overall uh, arching question that we uh, like to ask at the beginning, which is what were your general thoughts on the film before we jump into this? Let's actually start with you on this one, Rich. Bad. <laughs> That's it. Uh, like it. I knowing that this is is the first movie that we're we're talking about that was directed by a woman. I feel bad saying that. Yeah. But bad. Yeah. Bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that until you just said it when we were sitting down here, and that makes me feel bad too. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah, your overall thoughts on the film, Ryan? Doesn't sound good. Yeah. It's. Uh, it, yeah. It, it was an experience. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have questions. Sure. So I'll go last. I'm normally the homer on this show who always like I get a look from Rich when I give the ratings at the end of every episode. I can't I can't defend here. Rich, you're going to have an easy time criticizing this one, because with the exception of one or two minor parts, I think this movie is a disaster. And I know that there is a cult following for this. Like, for example, there are more people who like this one than five. I think five is a better film personally. But yeah, I do not like this film. I'm (laughs) just going to front load this then and say the cult is wrong. Yeah. They- <laughs> I do have a, a question that's sure. just, you know, obviously this is not the last Freddy movie. No, Wait, absolutely. I, I thought we were done. This was, <laughs> I, I was going to high five. We were going to call it a wrap. There's more of this shit. There is, there is. Now it's kind of, it's kind of weird because the other ones, one's a reboot. One is meta and takes place in the real world. So it doesn't really matter for the timeline. You know what I mean? And then the other one kind of takes place out of time too. It's Freddy versus Jason. So you don't really, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, there are more movies in theory. Okay. You could explain them away, but you know what I mean? Well, the, with this timeline, but there are more movies. Yeah, yeah that was that was what I was going to ask is if it was, you know, a if it was like a we've rebooted it or how they would have explained. I mean, these are slasher movies. You could explain it by, oh, he wasn't actually dead at the end. Oh, sure. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> like, like they don't need the logic, but they, they really set it up to be, you know, like the title says yeah absolutely but how do you hand wave a a masterpiece like this away (laughs) you wait in embarrassment for years and then you beg Wes Craven to come back and do something is basically what what you end up doing it turns out so let's jump into this are we ready yeah all right well it starts with this I I really like this it starts with a quote from Frederick Nietzsche the quote is do you know the terror of he who falls asleep to the very toes he is terrified because the ground gives way under him and the dream begins Real bold way to start your fifth sequel. Real bold way to start your sequel. But I, then, I think there's another.
another quote too. Is, is there? No, they, they were there were two philosophers. I think oh, yeah. two philosophers. So they make sure to contrast him with the great thinker Freddy Krueger with the quote, "Welcome to primetime, bitch." And okay, so <laughs> I have thoughts here. At first, I thought that this this could have been a good thing. Sure. You know, I, I thought that this was a movie that realized that it was it was a parody of itself and could use that to its benefit. And that is not what we get. Trying to be that? No, it, I think it because there were so many points where it was like like stare into the camera ah, pop culture ah. yeah well okay so it does that but not successfully i felt like from yeah. these two quotes next to each other that like maybe some of this humor would land and none of it did yeah right we I'll, give, I'll give you that it, it definitely didn't what didn't succeed at it but i do think it tried it absolutely tried i i do agree with ryan on this one there uh in fact if i have a complaint it's that i wish it had tried even harder uh like mm-hmm. and done like a little bit more goofiness there's there's almost something there but it just oh god a lot of it doesn't work so we get through these opening credits um which are pretty basic did you have anything to say on them rich no no pretty standard nothing new there uh nothing excited and then we go to springwood ohio well first we get some awesome computer graphics showing us springwood ohio oh yeah telling us that there are no children there Right, that, that, there was that, and I think it it matters later. Is they do have that that write up of you know eh, all the kids died except for one, and then all of the adults lost their mind. And the the fact that they pointed that out, I, I'll, I'll get more into my thoughts on it later. But like, <laughs> they have now established in the world that those events happened. Yes. Yes, they've established that those events happen. Yeah, and they also established that it is, you know, common knowledge that this stuff happened. There, there are news r- reports about it later, you know? Like, it has been established that not only is this a thing that happened, but it's not some secret. It's everyone knows that this town, all of the kids died except for one, and the adults have lost their mind. Right, absolutely. And so it's it's kind of a, I don't know, it's like not a horrible setup. I, I don't hate this movie until about 15 minutes in. I start to really hate it like at the beginning i'm still kind of buying into the to the quirkiness of it we have this setup and then we go to an airplane is that where yeah, people we are have, we have nightmare at yeah, 20 yeah, feet. absolutely and this is one of the super long scenes that yeah we take notes on these films as we go through and this was one of the most challenging ones yet to take notes on because all the scenes just kind of meander and go in all these different directions and yeah don't stay consistent for me somehow well, it feels like know. there's a lot of stuff to write down in these scenes and and none of it is of any consequence or value. Exactly. Like if you yeah. look, if you look at my notes, it's like airplane guy is uh, in on the plane, and the girl says you'll be the last. Plane breaks up, and guy starts falling. So we we get to this point where he's falling down to the ground. He gets can I, to. Can the, I ask really quick though? Yeah. Was I the only person who was expecting a, a play on the Twilight Zone? Yes. I, on the, that, <laughs> that was an exact I, setup for I that. Was so yeah, that that was that would have been doing the thing that they wanted to do with this movie yes yeah. like that's i thought the, yeah freddie would be dragging one nail across the engine yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in, instead we have five minutes later we have a, a wizard of oz montage exactly thing. what yeah. do we yeah. think Not about homage <laughs> so when it hit that point my my note that i wrote down was oh it's it's the freddie variety show because right. like that's what it feels <laughs> like again you know you guys have been a lot more into this than i have i my I, I feel like I remember Freddy always being kind of like that playing to the audience slasher villain. You know, the, the guy who's always kind of doing that sort of stuff. But this just seemed over the top compared to what I was expecting. He goes from in the first movie kind of like eccentric and quirky humor to like eventually like transitions into being yeah. more and more like pop culture and kind of goofy. So this film really being like the apex of it that. It gets more hacky as the movies keep rolling. Yeah, out. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So while we're on the plane, mm-hmm. we have the flight attendant from Die Hard yes. being a flight attendant again. Her first and third biggest credit, right? Yeah. So he's trying to move his seat. He's looking really paranoid. What do we think about this character, John Doe? Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts yeah, on him, there Ryan? Was, there, was, there was nothing here that, like, it didn't give any indication why he was afraid of, you know, being on a plane or whatever. Like, sure. it just threw us into, hey, he's on the plane and he's scared about it. Right. All right. How? 
I don't I don't have anything here. You're not giving me anything about this guy. It's exactly. like, look at this set piece. Look at this set piece. Yeah. Look at this set piece. That is basically what it is. It's just yeah. him moving from place to place in the dream and then yeah. something happens. There's no real yeah. flow to it. So, for example, we get to, I don't know, uh, the plane breaks up and the guy starts falling. He eventually well, the lady gets, gets the sucked ground. out of the top of the plane. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then he I mean, falls well, obviously. The they, they play on, I feel like there was supposed to be some indication or factor that they bring up to explain he clearly has a fear of heights they this is not the only time in the movie that heights are a thing sure there's no like why is he, you know well it's also it's a common nightmare the i'm falling i'm honestly yeah. surprised there wasn't a teeth falling out freddy kill yeah they've never done yeah. that one before i don't think that's interesting huh. yeah that seems like a pretty basic one for them to do yeah yeah but as soon as we see freddy as the wicked witch of the west that's when i i kind of noted in my my thing here is like have we lost our horror edge <laughs> yeah see that's when it goes too far at one point i was saying to rich like this almost feels like a movie for like edgy eight-year-olds yeah right like it doesn't it like it feels like a film for for little kids uh except it, it was for packaged that it's, with some yeah. candy cigarettes yeah and... except bitches said every once in a while <laughs> like some of the kills are just downright like goofy yeah. like stuff you would see on children's programming except for the kill part like it's uh yeah and, there was yeah. Th- there was no point where i felt like i would like any version of me me now or eight-year-old me would have actually been scared watching this movie no yeah. just no part of this movie and they're trying to fake us out here by like implying oh maybe this is the dream child from the last one and nope just nope. a dude just some dude so we continue in this dream he shows up to the house and then he starts to fall down the hill behind the house and i yeah my that note happens here, for a while yeah i have running for approximately <laughs> 38 <God>. minutes <laughs> yeah what it's, was that i mean the movie is short at an hour 29 minutes i guess maybe they just pad a little bit here and there but that it was felt like 30 hours <laughs> there was definitely a point where during that falling it looked like he was on flat ground just kept rolling <laughs> it, it felt like definitely. a paper where you're like 150 words below the word count that you need mm-hmm. and you just start putting in shit and he continues to fall yep. and he's falling more yes absolutely so uh he eventually gets down there and then he stands up and oh he goes to a ticket booth right the, because the, the this is where scene. we see bob shea that's mm. the producer just just random fact uh ryan the guy who was like the ticket booth guy is bob shea who's like the responsible producer, for this series responsible for this series and he's in every one of the movies in some like ridiculous part so there's that that's, oh yeah so he's like the stan lee of this series basically yes he likes to show up in all of the films that he produces like in like a little part so he does this outside of this series too but i think he became famous for it initially with this because yeah. this kind of built his career we, we have some some solid bus humor here you yes know, the, <laughs> yeah the yeah. highest brow of, of all the comedic schools so freddie is driving the bus and john is on the window yeah and they're they're moving forward and he screeches on the on the uh brakes and he flies off and he goes through this kind of weird force field that creates a shape yeah i i, I felt like this was like the who framed roger rabbit moment yeah. of this movie that's exactly what it feels like it's this kind of goofy and this is the thing i like that stuff i'll talk about it a little bit more at the end it just feels like you you can't try to make a serious movie and do that yeah. stuff too and that's kind of what it feels like it's trying to do well you can but like, not until 2022 like okay. <laughs> everything everywhere all at once is this movie sure fair <laughs> That's one of those things where, in my mind, I, I think I know what they were trying to do with that scene. I just don't think they did it. Sure. You know, I think they were because there's, there's this running thing about there being kind of a barrier and Freddy can only be within a certain geographic location because that makes sense in a dream. Sure. Um, These rules keep and, changing. <laughs> no one is I, I, keeping right. track of the Freddy rules. Yeah. And, and so I, I feel like that was supposed to indicate that he's been like thrown out of where Freddy can get him. But, but also, again, it's not the case because there are dreams there are these messed up dreams outside of that location well they don't happen until this kid meets these people he's he's using him as the carrier yeah i feel terrible explaining the plot of this movie as though i'm going to defend any of it but yeah the gimmick (laughs) is that he brings freddy to the children yeah that's okay he's the bait basically because he says go now and yeah 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 but yeah, that, that gives yeah. us our, our moment to pivot to the new group of kids, Cannon including fodder scene, including Breckenmeyer with a, a vest and a ponytail. Breckenmeyer's <laughs> looking good. He's not a Toyota. <laughs> he is not a Toyota. That that line that line will stick with me forever. 
So Spencer likes video games. I wonder what that'll mean. Yeah. We learned that and he's kind of like a rich kid. Uh, any thoughts on him as a character? He's a horrible drug user. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he deserves yeah, it. Yeah. He's in, in a long line of characters that have no appeal at all. He is on that list. Sure. It's kind of surprising that he was in movies after this with both the character that he played and the performance he turned in. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very weak. He was a heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs> Clueless, I guess, did it for him, right? Like, I mean, there, there was a string of them for a while. He he had he had his heyday. Sure. Um, so we know him. We meet Maggie, um, who is eventually going to be, you know, we learned Freddie's daughter, um, but the social worker there. Thoughts mm-hmm. on Maggie as a character? She's Billy Zane's sister. She is Billy Zane's sister. We looked that up. That is That's part of the, the Zane most family. important fact about her, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, I don't know, out of all of the characters, she does feel like maybe she's the one that was both best written and best acted. She's trying in this yeah, role, yeah. and I yeah. feel bad. It's not a high bar. It's not a high bar. I don't mind her in this role. That's like, yeah. she's like the only person who I don't really mind in the film, yeah. I think. Well, that and y- Yafet Koto, because yeah. he's like perfect and flawless. But uh, in my opinion, yeah. <laughs> but they don't have a lot to work with. And you I think that they had to know on set. They're like, oh, God, I'm, I'm the only one that's that's doing anything here. <laughs> This is good. Like by this point, I'm assuming that Robert England was like full on trailer diva. Just the worst. He earned it. He has earned it by this point. (laughs) But by most accounts in real in in actuality, he's a really nice guy. Oh, yeah. By by most accounts. But yeah, at this point, he was had a lot more creative control over how Freddie worked. And he had his own ideas. And the documentary (laughs) about it kind of shows that, uh, you know, they kind of knew this was not going well, like during the process of making it. And he you just got to think that's the worst feeling. Especially well, yeah, you have to finish your it. directorial debut yeah. as well. And like all these people are involved and you're like, oh, we're making a horrible movie that fans are going to hate us for. And then you make Freddy's dead. So, OK, so and then we also meet Tracy. Yeah. The girl whose primary like characteristic is that she doesn't like to be touched. And which, she will kick your fucking ass. And she will <laughs> kick your ass. She's a yeah. boxer. Yeah, sure. I wrote down that she was filming a Project Badass video. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'll have to look. I'll have to watch that later. All right. So and then we meet uh, Carlos, who um, is uh, the guy who dies in the most horrible, yeah. uh, horrifying um, way is the, the man who's hearing impaired. Um, those are our characters. That's you know, yeah, the function this of this scene. It introduces them. And this is uh, what we're working with. This is what we're working with. And then, oh, one last yeah. person we get introduced to Doc. So Yafet Koto, I'll probably refer to him as that instead of Doc a lot, just yeah. because I love his name and I love him. He's great. He's in a bunch of it, black exploitation films from the 70s. He's a freaking badass. He gets his I head crushed him. in Alien. Yeah, he's he's in a lot of stuff. He's in a lot of stuff. And we were uh, John Doe asking for coke. Oh yeah, John. Okay, so gotta have that coke. When we were last discussing this, John Doe was asking for coke, which is you know his way that he introduces that he doesn't want to fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, so that introduces this idea. This is Freddy transferring into the world. That's really all you needed. But, but they're gonna tell you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think mine and everyone's favorite part of movies is just large chunks of exposition delivered straight to camera. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, I love when they talk about his background, but it's, oh God, it's so much in this here. This film answers a question that no one asked, which is what is every single detail of Freddy's backstory? Yes. Let's see the all really uncomfortable parts played out. Yeah. <laughs> like, you couldn't it's have figured this amazing. out from context, but. It's amazing how much they go into all of the, you know, so much of uh, who John Doe is without ever actually exploring him. Yeah, John Doe has no real kind of personality despite being in the, his He's personality. He's just a red herring. Like, yeah. that is his only role in and this they, entire movie. And they probably thought that was really clever when they wrote the script. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, and that bothers me. But yeah. Okay, so we go to Maggie sleeping, and Maggie has her first dream. Yep. So we kind of are cutting back and mm-hmm. forth between John sleeping and Maggie sleeping. You, you mean the first dream that completely gives away where this movie is going? Yes. And is very yeah, obvious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. actually go off on that a little bit, Rich. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's pretty obvious that uh, it's Robert England talking to her. He's got a pretty memorable voice and we've seen him for five other movies. So we might be inclined.
managed to, to recognize it. Yeah. And uh, like she falls asleep looking at that article that she took from from this kid. Yeah. And the water know, tower um, and specifically about this. And like, yeah, like the way she's talking about it is a way of like, I'm remembering this. Yeah. And then we, we yeah. get to play a game of like, are they stupid or do they think we're stupid? <laughs> It's it's funny, you know. I was watching this, and they, the the reveal happens later. And when it happened, I was sitting there thinking, like, did they not already tell us this? Did, right. Because because right here, they already told us. It's a reveal that's so dumb that like they just include it in the description of the movie now. Yeah. They do. It just yeah. said it just said it's in the description when we were watching it on the screen. But uh, like everything in this movie, daughter, yeah. It, <laughs> or his I, I think you're right. It feels like I'm watching a like Freddy version of blues clues yeah and we are just being led to the most obvious thing and making sure that everyone in the room is on the same page and understands that this is freddy's daughter it reminds me of godzilla stick with me here where like the original ones were a little more like serious (laughs) had satire to them but then eventually if you've watched like all 37 of them like i dumbly have done they get into like really campy dumb children's Mm. films eventually uh but that'll have these serious overtones. So it's like these kids' films that are super goofy, but then randomly will be like, and here's death and destruction and the earth is dying. And this I, movie kind of reminds me. Yeah. <laughs> Godzilla is the cartoon where they have Godzuki. So, you know. Yes, yes. So like the, uh, it reminds me of that in the way in that it's weird and that you're watching like a children's film, like a Dora the Explorer yeah. episode, but with like serious death and like murdering yeah. of moms and stuff. And it just, who is the audience? that's supposed to enjoy this other than, like I said, my guess, like eight to 10 year olds, basically. It was an era before YouTube was raising the children. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think the only audience that could exist for this are people who loved the first however many movies yeah and you know this i think was an attempt to like hey here's more for you have fun with it yeah yeah yeah. here's some silly stuff for you but i i, yeah, I don't know Take i do back. think at this point in in the history of slashers they were well aware that it really was kids that were keeping them afloat sure. that were sneaking into the r-rated picture or just being allowed to buy tickets to the r-rated picture sure and maybe kids are more sophisticated these days maybe at 12 i thought this was actually pretty funny which is when I would have seen this in the yeah. theater. I would have probably snuck in or my cousins took me or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And so uh, John also is falling asleep. He's uh, following this girl, right? Yeah. That's kind of what I have in my notes. And he sees himself and he says to himself, free me, you idiot. I'm your memory. Yeah. And then he defenestrates a guard. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thoughts on I was, that? I was expecting the guard <laughs> was going to die from that. Yeah. You know, or the, beat the shit out of him. Right. Right. I mean, the, this is a slasher movie. You just pushed somebody out a window. I, I thought thought it was on the second floor. I, nope. think, I still think it was on the second floor. It was on the first floor. Yeah. Oh. Well, I thought he went, I thought he like mystically went up the air because th- there was the, like he was in the dream. He was walking upstairs and there was definitely a computer. He was, like, but then he, the guard gets up. tossed through the window and you see him just like get up on yeah. the outside. And, and I, thought, I thought it was just like one of those places where it's like the roof, you know, that's, that's the roof of the first floor. Yeah. And not the entire building is two stories. Like that's what I thought. I mean, either way, he doesn't kill a guard in a place where in a, in a in a competently written slasher film he would have murdered that guard yes yeah I agree I mean it's it's yeah and so we transition to Yafet Koto talks about dreams some more and it's boring and then we get to the van trip yeah is that fair mm-hmm. uh, so we get to this van trip it's a really shitty van they make yeah. a point of showing that and how run down this place is pretty regularly and they they have gone to extra effort to make the van look as shitty as they can yeah so I feel I feel like even in the 90s, you know, just taking this random troubled kid out on a field trip, probably not okay. Right. I doubt Pro- it. Would. Probably not. I'm guessing no. Nevertheless, that was the 90s. For that you, was I guess. George Herbert Walker Bush's uh Yeah, thinks America. a lot, Bush. But <laughs> so the uh, van almost crashes because uh, John thinks he sees the little girl in the yeah. middle of the road, right? And kind of swerves. And that swerve reveals that the three cannon fodder friends uh, are, stowaways. Been, are stowaways. So Tracy, Carlos, and Spencer are in the car too they just they're looking for some action they're looking for some excitement of some sort that was no that was their escape plan they mentioned that they had an escape plan and that's what somehow their escape plan was hide in the in the van question mark question mark question mark you're free (laughs) 
and, and that they didn't think that that would be a problem at all. No, the problem is that there's they? no escape in Ohio. <laughs> you can't that, escape that Ohio. That is true. Do, do your listeners know that that all, all three of us have at some point lived in Ohio? They do now, and, and it's, yeah. it's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. We may this, have to cut that. Oh, yeah. we this, had to this, Google this in the hits, last movie that these take place in Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing great. <laughs> Spring this one outright tells you they take place in Ohio. Oh, they all did. Like, we just never commit it to memory. It's remarkable for us hosting a show about this, how little we sometimes know. Hey, we're we're fans. Hey, I've devoted exactly as much time as I'm going to to remembering all this stuff. We're not experts. We're fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, so, you know, that, that that's that's our approach. Um, so this gets to the carnival scene. So, yeah, which... we're in Springfoot or Springwood Town Fair. And mm-hmm. OK, this is this is. I, I, I mentioned at the beginning about the like write up about how you know all the kids died right. and the adults lost their mind. Now this is this is the point where to me something crazy happens because in any sort of reasonably not 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 just the real world but any sort of reasonably written world right. this wouldn't happen. Because if the entire town was going through some sort of mental breakdown, they wouldn't be allowed to just wander free. Sure. You know, they have news reports. This is something that people are aware of. Well, they're throwing the town fair so that they can turn it all around, Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you got me. Yeah. I think that pretty much eliminated your argument there. Yeah. No, it's it, you're right. right that this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it's actually, you know, I turned to Rich during this. And I, I think this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, strangely, even though it's the scene with Rosie and Barr because it's one yeah, of the it only is. parts it and the school part are like two of the the parts where I'm like oh I see what the vision the weird vision for this movie might have been I just wish it was executed well and done in it because yeah. the idea of a carnival with only or ta- you know like this uh, town fair with only adults at it on paper is kind of a creepy cool surreal idea that yeah. I thought was like fun to explore but then you but, remember that town fairs suck but then yeah and kids I, don't go to them anyway well yeah Got well in 1991 were, were we supposed to were we supposed to assume that this town fair has been just continuously happening for days weeks months however long like that, that these adults that this is their thing and they're just stuck yes for the it's rest been of happening the, exactly as long as the plot demanded <laughs> Because, like, I feel like I remember there was, you know, rotted food and stuff like that, yeah, which there, there indicates is, that, that, there's that these people have been, yeah, these people have been just doing the same thing for long enough for those pies to rot. I would love to ask Bob Shea this question and have him respond something like, I don't know, it's whatever you believe it is. It's what, <laughs> Why would you ask me that? It's a dumb movie. Stop it. Yes, leave me alone. And then he'd call security. But yeah, so what else happens uh, in this case? Oh, anything else? on uh, Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold. Yeah, they're there. So also, this is the scene where the, once again, the responsible adult tells the three carry-on kids, hey, um, call the center and drive yourselves back. Right. The kids who were, the kids who were here because they were trying to escape, go take the van and drive back. Take, take our only means of transportation. Yeah. Yeah. Back. yeah. Yes. It's a problem. I'm not going to lie. And the kids decide they're not going to do that. So they are smoking and they're hanging out in the van and the children shall endure over and over and over again. And then we get to the map gag. Yeah, so I, I want to ask you about this, Ryan. As, as a fan of close-up magic, uh, how do you feel about some of the, the Freddy tricks in this? Like, I don't I don't get how, like, uh, there's a lot of maps. I don't know. Maps are scary. It seems, it seems like there maybe could have been better things to do there. I don't know. I went to see a children's film in the theater and kids were there and they would laugh hysterically at certain parts. And I don't really like being around kids most of the time, uh, like little kids anymore now that my kids have grown up. Sorry, Rod. Yeah, no, well, not like little kids anymore. Uh, he's 15. That's like so much less annoying yeah. in, in many ways. It was funny to see the kids laugh at certain parts. And this seems like something yeah. kids are meant to laugh at. Like it's, yeah. it's not even scary in theory. Yeah. It, it just... It's it's a kid's gag. It's bizarre to me. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it, it's it's not. I don't know. It, it's Freddy is not trying to be scary yet. Yeah. Freddy goes from late night variety show to, you know, Vegas magic act. This is him. He's just bored. Yeah. He wants to spice it yeah. up a little bit. He's been honestly a good amount of this movie could be explained by Freddy's bored. Yeah. <laughs> but like that, that is probably the best explanation for this movie in general. Imagine how much better it would be if the opening scene instead of that dream scene was just Freddy in hell, kind of bored. Working on his type 5. 
He's practicing yeah. in a bow tie in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> That's the movie I wanted, but now. But yeah, this this is absolutely oh, so where this <laughs> any semblance of this movie being even kind of okay falls apart here because like it just keeps meandering and looping and meandering and looping and like all of it feels pointless. Sure. Um. Yeah. Well, we do get to the to the school. I do like. There's something about the weirdness of that teacher and everything. <laughs> Freddie history lesson again. Yeah, that I do kind of like in concept, but it's that's one of the only positive things you're going to hire me yeah. say really about like the story and, and kind of construction of this movie. I like Robert England like I always do. You know, I I like the mm-hmm. two main actors, the adult actors a little bit, and I like yeah. these two scenes and that's about it. Yeah, are Ryan? We supposed to are we supposed to you know, again? I do not have much knowledge of the previous films. Is there some indication that that what he's saying is has any reality to it? That's teacher no. who's talking about freddie coming across absolutely the ocean not. And, you know, <laughs> nope. because again like we, we saw him as a human within these people's lives lifetimes he has a daughter yeah. in this movie no, so he, i didn't know if there was he was a groundskeeper and that's it okay. and they, he was killing children the townspeople murdered him and that's why he's haunting them that, that end of story it's part of what makes the original so good is it's it, yeah. it's kind of a vague like just basic story and it's yeah. like okay but, that's but all I this needed. movie takes those basic building blocks and like what if each one of these was like a 15 minute subplot and like we really dug down into exactly how exhausting all of this is kind of what i was expecting to hear but i also would not have been surprised to be told oh yeah no there's there's freddy the person and freddy the demon who's been around for hundreds of years and like <laughs> no something like that would have also just that was the halloween out. film series yes that, that was different that does happen okay so then we go back to the kids in the van and i put in uh why question mark this yeah. goes to your point about how uh this really does start to get in a loop it's just you just go back and forth and yeah. you see people walking places and it's well, kind of boring and they've done I mean, they split the party and as any dm will tell you splitting the party just makes so much more work and you got to tell yes. the story so many different ways it's just bad yeah. well and this is the third film in a row that they've used a gimmick like this with like time loops and the first time it's pretty good mm-hmm. the second time it's already bad and they still went to that well again no i i would argue the first one is amazing uh uh, and uh, I agree with you on the other two yeah. um, in terms of how it works. It's 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 made by, uh, you know, the the people who were the creative team behind it were insiders who had been in them since the beginning and were kind of given this film as a like almost thank you. Like mm-hmm. when you look at it, it's like, well, it was her time to direct this because she had worked on it so long. Yeah. And I think they were just too nerded out on well, like putting out these like Freddy jokes they had thought of. You know what I mean? And we're the script funny says you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, when they go up to the house, sure. when the, the, the three kids go up to the house and there's this house facade and they walk in and it all falls away and it's a bloody different door. house. Uh, the bloody door. OK, that's that's one thing. But it's 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 one house. And the, the first house they go into doesn't look great. And it falls away and reveals another rundown looking house. I, I don't get that as well. Like if you're trying to lure these kids in, it's one rundown house or another rundown house. You're not so changing anything. This sure. series keeps overestimating how iconic the Nightmare on Elm Street house is, at least yeah. the sequels. Like, they, it really wasn't much of a thing in the first movie, but every sequel decided to make that an important point and works it in in some way. And it's weird, because, yeah, it just never works. And, like, between that know, house like, gag and the falling house, it feels like maybe there was a haunted house movie that got released in 1991 where they're just like, we need more house stuff. <laughs> even, even if we are to accept even if that is the most iconic house in the world to us watching a movie these kids there's no reason to assume you could have the iconic house sitting there and have them walk up and say oh this looks like a normal house let's go in there yeah right Right? but but that would save money (laughs) take less time and we all keep building some things in there to make the amount of time they needed. So this then leads us to, uh, I'll, I'll kind of just discuss it broadly, the Carlos death, yeah. right? Uh, so this is the first death. There aren't many deaths in this film. No, um, there's not. It yeah, is the yeah. first one and it bothers me. Um, the, it just gets to me. I don't mean it bothers me in like, like horror. I, I get this is fine. Like they do have a history of picking on like impairments or yeah. you know what I mean? Like that becomes yeah. Freddy's yeah. thing yeah. at this point because yeah, now, it's sure so i mean that context should be accepted like yes this is cruel 
cruel. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to the extent that horror is cruel, like it's a kill. Like yeah. I, uh, Freddy doesn't pull punches. Exactly. Uh, because yeah. he had a hard life too, as we learned. Yeah. We, <laughs> That's such a hard life. But um, what did we think about this just on a visceral level? Because this one bothers me. Like thinking about ear stuff like just freaks me out. No, I did not like this. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts on this it, one, right? It, it, it was definitely one of those things that, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah grossed me out. Um, yeah. It, it, I don't know. Like, again, it, they were definitely trying to play on a theme of, of childhood trauma. Yeah. And and they, they kind of indicated before and once again that that carlos you know wasn't born deaf he was i, I guess had his eardrums punctured by his mom that's what it seems like yeah that's like it's never outright said but that's definitely everything that's implied here it's almost more sad than anything else like oh yeah it's very sad well that's yeah that's what's kind of weird is it's a movie that tries to be upbeat but is incredibly depressing at the same time yeah it's tonal whiplash but so you yeah. know he eventually gets killed from the freddy chalkboard sounds right yeah, yeah. so th that is that is the biggest close-up magic moment of this yeah the expanding chalk <laughs> Chalkboard. I, honestly, that is my favorite. That was my favorite part of this movie was the little chalkboard. Make it grow. It's <laughs> just the face he's making as he's proudly making it grow and making it grow again. Does seem proud. Yeah. 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 It's nice to like, see Freddie have some fun at least. That's that's the sort of thing where I learn a new card trick and I go and perform it for somebody that does perfect. And I'm like, yeah. 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 But like, you ever make someone's head explode? Oh, God, I wish. Blew his mind. God. <laughs> that's the dream. That is the dream. Also, why was it? green why did his head explode green i don't know that i can't help you with uh it's it's definitely a question so wait can we get to yeah. then hold on john and maggie are at the house meet a well, woman so there was also that was the kill but there was some torturing that happened beyond just the the you know yeah there's the pin redoing, drop you're absolutely yeah, right pin drop thing is the weirdest thing just, it is you feel bad the whole time because it's kind of depressing right yeah. because you're yeah. dealing with somebody with hearing impairment there is creating Creativity to what they decide to do though like the scene yeah. where uh the scene where freddie has ripped out like his you know like here does he rip out the hearing aids or he just doesn't he have the ability ear to hear off. Oh, and oh, then right. takes the hearing yeah. aid and then off. when he's yeah. behind that part where he's behind him and yeah. like screaming and he can't hear like there yeah. are little parts where i'm like oh i see what you wanted to do there that's yeah. that is right. kind of horrifying in a way um yeah. but yeah but it is it is also and, and very then, sad and then he gives him and like what he what carlos assumes is his hearing aid puts it on the other ear yeah right. and and it, it turns out to be some sort of like flesh spider that digs itself in and gives him superhuman hearing yep don't want that it monkeys pawed him <laughs> yeah it did monkeys paw him nice um any more on uh carlos's death what about so we go to john and maggie at the house uh at a house that we couldn't figure out why they were at uh actually but they're at a house talking to that woman yeah i remember you lady yeah the i remember you lady that was like an orphanage oh it? you're right okay that's, that's they, they why they're there, there specifically yeah it's because the, they're trying to find out they're trying to find out john's history that's right now right. because they because they think he's the, the, the thing they are both there and they're both recognized by the woman right yes. and that creates yeah, but, more of a hint of this thing that you so, should already know yeah she recognizes him then she recognizes her but then she also recognizes people that aren't standing there and so they're able to just dismiss the whole thing right yeah. and this is mostly an exposition scene anything else on that scene not no. really right yeah it's no time to, to become a deer special let's go to brecken meyer's death uh this is a long scene uh with like a, a lot of stuff that happens it's great because johnny depp comes in yeah. and kudos to him for agreeing to come back because a lot of these like actors who are in horror films will kind of deny their heritage that were in these early films and he was like sure i'll do it and he comes in and he does an anti-drug commercial to a stoner and yeah. it's i think it's kind of funny it's i i don't well mind first they establish that he's watching a broken tv mm -hmm. because he's so hot he's just so high man okay so i just have to they get him he's so high on marijuana yes. and then the first thing that they show from his point of view when it's going kind of into his dream thing is like an acid trip mm -hmm. what you've right? never seen your tv explode in a colorful hand that sucks you into it on marijuana i, I guess i've just not been using the right stuff yeah mine does that i don't oh, know shit. I, yeah 
yeah, mine does that too. Um, so he gets, uh, dr- so he sees the drug commercial. Um, I said, it's cool. He came back. He gets dragged into that video that's got yeah. the psychedelic stuff in it. Right. Yeah. And then he's in a video game and then he starts yeah. playing in the, uh, Freddie starts playing a video game. The shittiest animated video game <laughs> I've ever seen. The, everything about that will enrage people who play video games. Yeah. Um, even like, even back then, you know, it would have been was, an NES controller. Yeah. This part makes me laugh. I have to say like, I well, cause I don't play video. Game. I used to play the original Nintendo. I haven't played since the original Nintendo video games. That's all you need to part. know. That's, yeah. That's where they were here. It just, yeah. And that's where they were there. And it kind of just made me like laugh a little bit if I'm being honest, but this is the dumbest looking scene. Uh, really but, that was, yeah. you know, every, everything else up to this point, it, you can at least pretend that they were trying to make something horror, right? Yes. Like the, all, all of the other kills, all of the other dream stuff. It's poorly done, but it is an attempt at horror. Yeah. You yeah. could not ever convince me that this kill, <laughs> that this, this whole thing is a horror scene. But this is the scene where he's getting his ass kicked on the floor and they're trying to wake him up and they give the line. He's too wasted. He's too wasted, man. Yeah. So they have him like bouncing around and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's so <laughs> fucking goofy and terrible. It really, uh, it really is. It, it's, it's quite bad. Yeah, because you can do goofy stuff like that in a good way. You already outed where we are time wise. Uh, everything, every, uh, everywhere, all at once yeah. does a good job with like goofy stuff like this. Does a, a excellent job with it. Um, but a film like this, it just it just comes it's off just weird. So phoned in, and like Ryan's saying, it's just not horror. It's just no. it's very like cheap. Freddie's saying these things like, well, "Don't forget the power glove." Yeah, he also just score. falls in a hole. Like it's not even really a death. Like there's the bloody TV. I guess that is yeah. as close yeah. to. He it, and, and Freddie may also makes a comment about like the graphics being good, which again, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, the, well, I guess compared to an NES, uh, all right, yeah, you might have something there. There's but, also the what do you know? I beat my high score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, it's just it's just too goofy. Like I giggle yeah. in the way that I'm like I can't believe they did that. Like I find it entertaining on a dumb level, but like it's uh, oh, yeah, it especially okay. at the time would seem very pandering. I, I probably yeah. loved it at 12, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but like uh, I would think to older audiences, this would be like really embarrassing. I hate so, this. So go ahead. Uh, at this point, at this point, Freddie has killed two people. And here's me asking because I don't have a solid memory of the previous movies. His kills, then you see their souls or something go into Freddie. Is that nope. always a thing? Or is <laughs> nope. that, okay. Nope. That is this movie specifically. Kind of. I think there's, it's like two movies, but yeah, it's definitely not from the original. It's okay. implied in other movies at certain times, but definitely no. It's, it's kind of new information. So the thing that I hate most about this scene is this whole video game section of this movie is exactly the type of scene that people point to and then just write off the entire genre of horror as like right. oh that's stupid because that's what comes to mind rather than all the good stuff and yeah, yeah. it gets reduced to this i don't know buddy i don't i don't think i can blame them after sitting through this <laughs> actually sitting through it twice i watched this twice for you guys oh my god <laughs> Wow. Wow. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's great. I am sorry that I cashed in friend points of, of this magnitude for this. According to Letterboxd, this is my fifth watch of this movie. <laughs> So I've seen it wait, but I didn't watch it two times in a short period of time. Okay, so this is around when food was coming and uh, the dog went crazy. So I I have in my notes, she kicks him in the balls. Yeah, that's that's basically the next. Yeah, <laughs> Tracy kicks yep. Freddie in the nuts with a shut the fuck up, man. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the high point of the movie. Yeah. Okay, and then I have the next thing I have is John falls through floor again. Dreams and dreams and dreams. Dreams and dreams and dreams. And there's Mm -hmm. that weird, almost like Looney Tunes style part where Freddy is trying to push the spikes underneath him. Yeah, it's no, no, it's that's it is beyond just Looney Tunes from that. It is he's falling. He has a random oh, Paul in case of emergency thing. Right. This entire scene is is Looney Tunes. Yes. (laughs) Not not just the bad the bed of nails it is i would have much rather down. him just painted a tunnel on a brick wall and I, <laughs> I don't think it would have been any less weird or fitting of this movie no i agreed the uh and then you pointed out the bodies just vanish yeah, the in this bodies movie. despawn <laughs> 
Which makes no sense. So that's how he dies. And then the body just kind of vanishes. And yeah. Uh, and the so, spring or Springwood sign updates. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's right. Cross off and add, do one less population. So the next thing I have written is that Maggie realizes this one guy doesn't remember the dead kids. Yeah. That's the next thing I have written. I don't know if people have uh, are, are around well, there. Or wait, isn't doesn't she get possessed first? Because like Freddy goes into her after. That's after probably what happened where I have pizza written. Okay. And and we also have when when John is dying, he tells her like, oh, it was a girl. Yeah, or it's something. not. Yeah, like, it's not a boy. Yeah, he's able to give a final message to her that, that she has to replace several had. times. And so at, this is a point where Yafet Kodo says he can remember all the kids still because he controls his own dreams. So yeah. he gets yeah. some some dream control stuff going in there. I have boxing and with. That, oh, oh, that was that was already kind of established because I I completely forgotten. But when um when John goes goes into the dream to try to save Spencer, yeah, the uh what's what's the girl's name? Um, Tracy. Tracy then immediately comes in after and is like, Doc taught me how to do this. Like I had forgotten about that, but yeah, because because John is all, oh, I need to go in there to save him, knock me out, and she she tries to say no. There's another way, and he's what a central around, character. So, yeah, yeah. So but at he, the same time, he, we all wanted to smack him in the face with a, a chunk oh, yeah. of oh, no, 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 no. That's the right thing to do. But yeah, Tracy, Tracy acknowledges that Doc has taught her, and therefore he is also capable of doing these cool dream powers. Right. No. Yep. But he hooks up redundancies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's well. He's smarter. So we get to Maggie falls asleep again somehow. Yeah. Right. And she has a vision of Freddy pre-demon with his family. This is when she starts to envision and see. You know yeah. what I mean? Those different. This is where she catches yeah. up to the rest of the audience that figured this out like forty minutes ago. Yep. And so yep. she sees the early gloves. She turns into the little girl, goes yeah. into the little girl outfit, and uh, yeah, she gets this, it. This is also where he's escaping and gives the big line. Every town has an Elm Street. Every yep. town has an Elm yep. Street. That's after that weird whirly shot. You remember yep. that's uh, that's one of those shots that you could tell the director yeah, was like, this is going on my like, reel. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. So it like spins around, like going like left around them yeah. like three times. And then it like stops. The Michael and it Bay goes, shot. Yeah. And then it goes back around the other way. It's great. That's filmmaking. Mwah. So every town has an Elm Street. Girl deals with her. And I put in quotes, daddy. And then I put you. Yeah. Uh, because. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was her trauma, you know, I mean, that, and they did. They did hint at it previously. Like this yeah. is this. they did. But you didn't need this much to figure out what was going on. Jesus, right. this this scene feels like forever. It really does. The girl deals with her daddy. Tracy beats up her dad. Uh, so yeah. Tracy is also being tortured at the time. And we figure out mm. that Tracy is Cobra Kai because she sweeps the leg. She yep. <laughs> and Freddie says she is Kung kind Fu of the best. Bin. Yeah, Freddy has a good line, Kung Fu this bitch. Freddy still, he's got it with his little, you know, pithy things that he says. They're better in other films, but he's still yeah. got a couple good lines. There, there was the whole thing where, like, during the fight, she said something about it being her dream to, you know, when when she had him, like, pinned to the ground. And his response was, your dream, my rules. And then his hand does the little helicoptery thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he's still, he's still, that, that's, that's the Freddy that I remembered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If this made you nostalgic, at all, you should go back and watch the first couple ones because they're actually good, especially three. Like, three, oh, yeah. I think you'll like a lot, right? Yeah. One and three, well, one and three, I, yeah. So, before I went into this, the only kill I remembered, and and you can, I'm sure you guys can tell me when I describe it which movie it's from, is the one where they're, I think they're in a hospital, and some dude has like his tendons and his arms and legs. Yeah, that's out three. That him. is, that's a good yeah. one. Okay, that is the only kill I remember in the entire series before well, coming into it's this. It's traumatizing. That yeah. one later on has oh, the, yeah. the dungeon master kid be become a wizard and try and use magic against Freddy and Freddy's like I don't believe in magic kid and stabs him. But yeah definitely if you should give one and three a chance again I yeah. would say they're they're both really uh, uh, stellar films. Um, yeah. Also look at, look apologize at how, to Melissa for us. Yes. Look at how easy yeah, it is yeah. to talk about uh, good movies instead. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so Yafid Kodo starts to fight Freddy. Yeah we have the, the cartwheel attack by Freddy. Mm -hmm. And Yafid Kodo 
beats him up a little bit, but then Freddy gets up and he says, the sticks and stones may break my bones, but nothing will kill me. Yeah. And then he starts cutting. I mean, there's yeah. that part where he starts cutting, cutting exposition. Finger. Yeah. yeah he's, he's giving the whole explanation of, you know, he is all the ways they tried to kill me and he's cutting off his own fingers for every attempt. And then he, it's... Really, he only described three attempts, by the way. Yeah. He's great at drama. But then we go straight into like claymation dreaming snake demons. Well, this is when yeah. they go inside Freddy's brain, right? Yeah. How does that end up happening? That transition was awkward for me. I guess a lot of the transitions are awkward. It feels like they're just like, and so, now we're going to do this. So my understanding was that it was, you know, again, Doc was the one running the show at this point. Right. He he told um, he told Freddy's daughter, we're going to send you back into a dream and you're going to wear these glasses. And oh, yeah, the 3D glasses. You know, yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and even though they don't have any power here in the real world, when you go into the dream, because dreams have whatever rules, they will. He didn't even describe what they would do, just that they would, you know, help her or something. Right. And she puts on the glasses and then all of a sudden the when, you know, she goes into the dream, puts on the glasses. And then, like, I think that that painting from Doc's office that we saw that becomes a real door. Right. Mm. Okay. Man, our guests are so much better than us sometimes. I right? remember. <laughs> they really are. Um, so we go inside Freddy's brains. We uh, see all our uh, brain. We see all that weird claymation stuff. Yeah. We have um, doors with a purple lightning bolt Tesla coil. Absolutely. Yep. And we see the, the three sperm demons floating around in yeah. there. And I think what we all needed at this point was to start feeling sorry for Freddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had a hard life and, you know, he's just, just trying to get by. This is a film that's yeah. going to humanize the child assaulting yeah. uh uh, yeah, so, um, so the bastard son of a hundred maniacs. So we just see Freddy getting taunted, you know, like as a kid. Well, we see him killing that, rats and well, then yeah, being yeah. taunted. <laughs> sure, he's killing rats, but then like they almost shoot it. Support the, kids. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, was say, I don't normally support kids, but in this specific instance, them chanting that he's the son of a hundred maniacs, I get it. They're in the right. Sure. No, you want to taunt the kid who kills the rats. I agree. I agree. I, I, look, look, I'm just saying they are correct <laughs> there is a point is. where empathy fails it's yeah <laughs> it's accurate it's accurate so we also see freddie as a teen being hit by his dad who is played by rock legend alice cooper if and freddie is into it yeah. yeah that's a little scary the kid they got to play him as a teen actually like is a pretty it was pretty decent casting because he looked he just freaked me out a little bit he had a dead ginger yeah it's the ginger <laughs> They show a little bit of the night Freddy was killed. They show Freddy killing the mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we're we're finally to Freddy versus Maggie. Yeah. She tries to beat him up with a pipe. This is really painful, this one. Uh, this final scene I find so to be long. super boring. I don't know about you. What do you think, Ryan? Well, yeah, I mean, it was boring. It was so I, I think I don't know. I, I, I almost put it into as two different scenes because there's she's fighting Freddy in the dream. Oh, right. And then she, yeah. she has to grab him and then once again Doc being because yeah Doc figured out you can movie. bring him into the real world the same oh, as that's right, episode because, one because he pulled because he pulled some of Freddy's shirt off yep. when he was that's left. right so she this is when she wakes up and then they go straight they, to the closet of weapons they get the weapons they go to the <laughs> yeah, weapons yep. closet you know that normal like <laughs> closet that's at any psych facility that's got pipe bombs and like zombie yeah. bats and <laughs> throwing stars and yeah every year there's someone at the psych facility who brings up i really don't think we should have a weapons closet here look it says weapons time thursdays at 3 p.m but it's just you know yeah (laughs) this is still america yeah she wakes up she gets the weapons uh she finds him she brings him back into real life and then Mm -hmm. uh they get locked in a cell together and she starts to try to kick his ass basically she bites his nose she She bends his fingers she headbutts there's there's way too much time focused on her trying to decide if she wants to put on his glove right God, put on the damn glove, right? Well, because it's also the thing that they didn't even think of like an especially creative way to kill him. He's died by this several times, hasn't he? He's died by his glove. Yeah, like another and uh, three. Yeah. No, he, he didn't die by his glove in this. Oh, he doesn't? He, oh, I guess he, yeah. he, he... She uses the glove, but he gets killed yeah, because she bomb. shoves a pipe bomb in his chest. That's fair. That's fair. That's, that's, yeah. that's the cherry on top of this shit Sunday. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. How did I forget that? Okay, so it's... it's. <laughs> 
Yeah. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, she stabs him. And then that's the funniest part is that this is a Father's Day yeah. film. Riley and I are going to have to watch this every Father's Day now. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, she says Happy Father's Day and then blows him up. Which to me was a laugh out loud moment. I don't know if that means it's entertaining or was like well done. But like it was funny. <laughs> it got it's, me. It's a stress reaction because it's finally done. It was. It was also, it was so weird to me because, you know, he's in the middle of this fist fight, weapon fight, whatever, and he seems pretty durable throughout this whole fight. Right. And she she takes the pipe bomb, a famously dull object, and stabs it into his chest like a good four inches. She's tough. Yeah. Yeah. She's got that Billy Zane stock. Uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, Freddie so, says kids. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, speaking of other surprising things, I've, I've mentioned this several times to Todd, but there are three fucking Goo Goo Doll songs on the soundtrack. I, I couldn't name a single one of them, but when the credits rolled, I was like, that's a lot of Goo Goo Dolls. We call it a hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the opening song is Goo Goo Dolls. And when, you know, I started I started it and I, I, I watch it on Amazon because that's the, the way I found it easiest. And with Amazon, when you pause it, it'll tell you like what music's playing and what actors are on. And like I said, last night i watched it with melissa i paused it before you know we we start like i started it paused it and then once we were ready we sat down and she looked up and saw that it's goo goo dolls like that's that's the start <laughs> yeah you expect that's, so much better with that being the start right so they blow up and then they show you a montage of and she says movies. well she says freddy's dead oh yeah boom. yeah right she smiles and says freddy's dead and then boom credits so also when he blows up, you see the three sperm demons again, and they're laughing to obviously to indicate that even though Freddy's dead, they're still doing their thing. They are. They are. So, yeah. So that's Freddy's dead. We did it. Jeez. We have a couple more questions, but we made it through. Can you yeah. believe it, Rich? Where would this have rated in the Halloween franchise? The, uh, you um, know, like this is pretty bad. This is is down there with like six. <laughs> OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this is for me, this is going to be pretty bad. So we asked three basic questions here. We'll let you answer the first one uh, last uh, so you can think about it, Ryan. But typically start by saying what we would do to improve this film if we could. I'll go first. I'm actually going to say I would have upped the silly three times. Like if it, you're going to make it a comedy, just go ahead and make it a comedy and make it super goofy and slapsticky. And I don't care. But don't give me like stuff about like molestation and like, yeah. uh, you know, like as well, like make it. That's not what makes a fun <laughs> Make it like a, franchise. yeah, make it like a fun, you know, just like, oh, you know, I, and I think I would have respected that, but like, it's, it just tries to be too many things. Yeah. So that would be my suggestion. What about you, Rich? I would cut all of these repetitive parts and just say, write something original, like stop referencing previous movies, right. like just do something because a whole lot of nothing gets accomplished in this movie. And for being a short movie, it feels long. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. It really does. What about you, Ryan? I, I'll. I'll kind of expand on on what you said, Todd. I, I think you're right, but I think it, it, it's a it's an issue of you have to pick a lane because right. you could you know cripple up on the comedy, or you could cut the comedy and say we you know th th there is something there with childhood trauma is is mm -hmm. the cause of all this and he's you know really digging into those childhood trauma like you could make a horror movie I, I i'm several of them have been made i'm sure sure of you know really digging into childhood traumas and that could legitimately be frightening yeah this but just was not the to, movie to shoulder that right. weight you you just you have to pick you have to decide that that's what you're doing the re and, the reboot tries to do what you're saying to do but it does it very unsuccessfully i still think it could be done well but yeah the reboot tries to do that and it well that's the actually rough. directed by michael bay one isn't it no i think it's produced by okay. michael bay it's not uh, but uh but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So it's I, I will say that or is the, that the ending the ending theme true. song for this movie included the line you didn't you don't really think he's dead or something like that and like <laughs> I was hoping that that meant when I asked earlier if, if this was the, actually the last one that that meant. No, it's not. Right. This one specifically, uh, it got 
really panned and it didn't do especially well. So they yeah. just kind of gave up on the concept after this one for a little while and went into a, a whole different direction by bringing Wes Craven back. Yeah, it was yeah. just produced by Michael. Okay, yeah, which is funny because Michael Bay produced the Friday the 13th remake as well. Mm. He's He's got that horror hold. Um, all right, so the second question we ask is uh, favorite kill, most creative kill, anything like that. Uh, Ritz, let's start with you this time, Rich. It feels shitty saying this, but I think I'm going to have to go with Carlos because it's the only death that's even slightly interesting in this movie, even though it's mean-spirited and shitty. Sure. Like, it's at least, it, it was an idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Absolutely. everything else feels like just shit thrown out of a wall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Ryan? My favorite kill is the kill that should have happened when John pushed that guard out a window. <laughs> that's that's mine. We'll, we'll accept that. Uh, we'll accept that. I um, I don't know why I'm going to do this. I think just because I want to do one different, but I'm going to go with the video game kill okay. because I just think it's so dumb and I just enjoy watching. Memorable. I just enjoy watching Breckenmeyer do that. And yeah. it there's such a perfect cheesiness to it that like, I, I yeah, it, it's the thing I remember from this movie. Although I do get that it's responsible for a lot of people going like the horror is dumb because of that. Yeah. Well, the last thing we do is is rate these films out of 10 razor fingers, but you can come up with like, you know, parts of a razor finger, but you just have to come up with like a creative thing for it. So let's actually start with you on this one, Rich. What are you going to rate this film? I am going to rate this film three floating sperm demons. <laughs> what? What? Are, <laughs> does that mean three yeah. out of 10? Okay. All right. <laughs> so we'll go three out of 10. This is uh, a first. I think Rich and I are going to equally rate something. Uh, which does not happen very often, but I am going to rate this three razor fingers. Uh, I'm not going to add any creative ones on this one. It's it's just pretty bad. What about you, Ryan? Hey, remember that scene where he's listing the way he dies and he cuts off his fingers one by one? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what my rating is. Just that. Oh. <laughs> the, the stump? Negative. <laughs> and Ryan has <laughs> rated stump fingers. <laughs> it gets stump fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I'll take that. So, um, um, anyway, that brings us to the end of our show tonight. So, yeah. or whenever. Uh, this has been Big Screen Boogeyman Season 2, Nightmares on Elm Street. Next up, we are going to have a new nightmare. So that'll be a fun one to look at. But uh, in the meantime, on behalf of Rich, thank you uh, to Ryan. And hey, everyone, uh, don't sleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you very you much. Yeah. yeah. Have a good thanks. night.